Hello everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bill, and welcome to Plain Market Talk, where I will provide a straightforward interpretation and analysis of current market news based on my background as a retired Wall Street stockbroker with almost 50 years of experience. And I will also provide business lessons to help you become much more successful with your personal finance, trading, and investments. So let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Bill Thompson, T-Bell. Welcome to Plain Market Talk. Today's Thursday, August 24, 2023. Okay, we'll see what's going on with the markets today. We've got some news out there. And then today, continuing on with the coverage of cryptocurrencies, I'm going to spend some time today talking about the definitions and attributes of money. Uh, and do cryptocurrencies meet those definitions and attributes? They do meet most of them. There's two areas that they're still lacking somewhat. Uh, but we'll talk about that. And then on the next session, I will get into cryptocurrencies in much more detail. Last session, I gave a general overview of how they work. Okay, so as far as the markets, it's 12.15 in the afternoon Eastern time. Markets are basically flat. We got the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 0.47%. S&P 500 down 0.62%. And the NASDAQ Composite down 1.07%. Yeah, basically the markets are waiting now. A Fed chairperson, Federal Reserve chairperson, Jerome Powell, he's going to make some comments tomorrow from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. And the markets are waiting to see what he has to say to give an indication of what the Federal Reserve may do with interest rates going forward, still trying to bring inflation down, as well as the money supply. Now, he's well aware that the markets will, will hang on to every word he says. So he's going to be somewhat measured what he says, but... That's what's going on there. Uh, for a couple, a couple of stocks in the news, NVIDIA, NVDA is their symbol. Uh, Nancy Victor, David Apple. Uh, yeah, they, they again reported record earnings. Um, th this company is quadrupled in value in the last year. They've gone from around $120 a share to about $480. What NVIDIA does, see what they're doing right now. What, what NVIDIA does, they make chips, um, they make other things too. They're based out of Silicon Valley in San Francisco. Their chips are used in gaming devices, but also artificial intelligence. That's one reason they've been going up so much. They have chips, they have other services they provide also, but uh, investors have been riding them up on you know artificial intelligence as well as many other things they do. Uh, yeah, stock is up, uh, up $12.73, up 2.7%, but you know, one to keep an eye on. It's again quadrupled in the last year. It's flattened out just recently, but something to keep an eye on. Now, on the other side, though, we got some negative um, news from Dollar Tree. Um, all right, so what Dollar Tree, you know, the retail store, uh, they're down 10.4% right now. Their trading symbols DLTR, David, Larry, Tom, Ralph, for Dollar Tree. Yeah, they released, released their earnings. Numbers came in better than expected, but their CEO said that. Going forward the rest of the year, they expect their sales to remain strong, but they think their profit margins will decline. Uh, what they're saying is that due to a tightening economy, they're seeing people spending more money on food and less money on other things. And, and that may carry over to other big retailers like Walmart and Target, too, because for many companies... Uh, Basically, that have food as, as well as other things they sell. In other words, they're not just the supermarket. Yeah, food is not their biggest uh, margin item as far as profit. Uh, 
And so, I mean, food generally is still profitable for them, but the bigger uh, money items, big profits are made on other things they sell in a Target or a Walmart, or in this case, Dollar Tree. And basically what he's saying is that uh, they're seeing in a tightening economy, people having to spend more of their budgets now on food, less on other things. Uh, I've also seen, saw a, a report that's showing uh, late payments on credit cards are going up also. So people may be strung out on credit. So uh, one, one simple reason why uh, economies and free market economies go up and down during good times, people tend to overspend and put things on credit. Uh, and during down times, they underspend trying to pay their debts off. So it's very simple, but that's basically how it works. So uh, the thing about Dollar Tree, though, uh, it's $127.33 a share, down 10.47% right now. Um, this may be an overreaction. You know, I've talked about this before. Markets tend to overreact on the up and downside. So there may be some short-term opportunities there because they're saying their sales numbers are still looking good. But we'll probably need to start keeping a uh, look on the, the debt load of consumers. You know, they start spending less to pay down their debts. So something to look at. All right, one more thing. We'll talk about uh, money a little bit today. Disney. Disney announced that um, they're going to be releasing four of the most popular shows on the Disney Plus streaming service as 4K Blu-rays. Uh, they announced Loki Season 1, WandaVision, Mandalorian Season 1, Mandalorian Season 2. Now, the reason this is significant, first of all, for many people, when they watch TV, a streaming service or something broadcasting in 4K, uh, that's good enough for them. Pictures look great, sound looks great, but actually if you were to buy the disc itself, a 4K disc with a 4K you know, player, it is even higher quality and the sound is higher quality. So Disney's decided to experiment here and release these four. I think what Disney's looking to do is see if they can bring in another revenue stream uh, from their streaming service. Now, obviously, then there's the question, would people drop the streaming service if they can own these shows on home video? Probably not. They've been out for a while, but that is something Disney will look at. Also, what would the sales level be? How many people are willing to go spend the money? Um, they haven't released the prices on these sets yet. I'm guessing probably around $40 a set would be my guess, but Anyway, whatever they are, uh, how, how many people are willing to do this uh, to, to have the higher quality audio and, and video? Or would, mo would most people with 4K simply be good enough? So I'm sure the other streaming services are looking at this. The other services, Netflix, you know, HBO Max, now called Max, so forth. You know, they have released some of their shows on 4K, but you know, this is Disney now, and these are four of their most popular series. So. We'll see. We'll have to see what's going on there. So we got that news also. Okay, so let's talk about money, definition and attributes of money, and how do cryptocurrencies work into that? And next session, more on specifics on cryptocurrencies. Okay, so what is the definition of money? Well, it's any item or medium of exchange. That means it could be electronic. Uh, that is accepted by people for the payments of goods and services. Okay, so that's a definition you'll find in a lot of places, finance books, websites, whatever. So any item, uh, could be a gold coin, dollar bill or whatever, or medium of exchange, again, electronic, accepted by people, commonly accepted by people for the payments of goods and services. And that's where most definitions stop. There's actually another part to it. It's also for repayment of loans. So the full 
uh, definition is actually money is any item or medium of exchange that is accepted by people for the payments of goods and services as well as the repayment of loans. Okay. Well, we start out, when money started out as a barter system, uh, what, what basically, many of you know, what barter is, is just exchanging one item for another. So, you know, and basically, hundreds, thousands of years ago, sometimes even places today, but, you know, we'll go back a few thousand years, and maybe you have a, maybe you have, um, a farmer who has raised oranges. So they have a bag of oranges. And what they want to do is they, they want a bushel of wheat to make some bread. So what they have to now do with their bag of oranges, they have to find somebody who's in physical possession of a bushel of wheat, you know, a wheat farmer, and then are willing, uh, they also want oranges, are willing to exchange. So that's, that's part of the uh, challenges with barter. You got to find somebody else that has what you want and they want what you have. And then you have to figure out how much is one worth than another? I mean, how many oranges need to be in that bag to make it worth a bushel of wheat? And so that's a challenge with barter. Another challenge with barter is maybe you can't find somebody that has a bushel of wheat, but you find somebody that has a bag of green peas, okay? All right, so you didn't really want green peas, but you're willing to change, um, exchange your oranges for green peas. And how many oranges are worth how many green peas? Now you have the green peas, and now you got to go find some somebody with a bushel of wheat that might want want green peas. So that's a problem. Uh, another problem there with, with barter with agricultural products is they can deteriorate pretty quickly. In other words, you got to you got to exchange or use this stuff, or the food will simply go bad. All right, so. What people began to then do, societies, they began to move on to having, instead of barter, items that people generally recognized had value, but they wouldn't use it themselves. Uh, and so that would be money. So as an example, uh, seashells became known as a form of money. People were not really using the seashells themselves for anything, like food you can eat. But it was accepted, okay, we, we'll use seashells now. Uh, basically... Um, you've got a bag of oranges. Somebody gives you a certain number of seashells for the oranges. Now you've got seashells that you can use to buy other things. So, you know, uh, we, lots of items have been used uh, for money in that sense. We, uh, in early colonial America, they used to use beaver pelts, actually, and also dried corn, uh, but beaver pelts, yeah. Uh, and, and then that moved on to, as you might uh, guess, gold coins. You know, all of a sudden, you gold and silver. I mean, gold... Gold, we'll say gold, let's concentrate on that for a second. Gold doesn't really have a use by itself. I mean, you can't eat gold. I guess you could, but you probably shouldn't. Uh, you, you can't really wear it, um, build a house out of it. It's actually not sturdy, uh, strong enough to build a house. It, uh, gold bends, that's why. Uh, but a lot of people accepted gold and silver. It's nice to look at, you know, and real shined up. It looks really good. Uh, so then we began to use you know, precious metals. Uh, again, I'll stay mostly with gold here. And that's what the United States used for a good part of, of our history. The problem with gold, though, especially with larger amounts, it's physically hard to carry and move around. It's heavy. Um, it, it, you know, it make, becomes issues, you know, keeping it safe. So what banks began to do is issue pieces of paper that they said, look, if you bring this piece of paper to us, will redeem it in gold coins. So that was the origin of our paper money. All right, so we had that. Um, and the problem, and what, what happened, the US dollar was based on that, based on a certain amount of gold. Uh, 
until 1971, I believe, if I remember, is $32 would buy you one ounce of gold. The problem is, though, there's not enough gold in in the world today to begin to support the world's economies. Gold is actually more scarce than people realize. If you take all the gold known to exist in the world, it fills one third of one oil super tanker. So basically what countries began to do, including the United States in 1971, they went completely off the gold standard. Uh, And now we have what's called fiat money, F-I-A-T. It's not backed by any specific fixed amount of another item like gold. Uh, but it's generally accepted to have values. So sometimes people say our money's worthless. It's not worth the paper it's printed on. It's actually printed on a cloth. Anybody says, I say, well, just give me all your money then if you don't think it has any value. Uh, no, uh, but they won't do that. What basically the value of our money is, is what it can buy. What it can buy. That, that's its value. Uh, there is a misconception, though, that our money is not backed by gold. It actually is. It's just not at a fixed rate. Uh, you could go to a website like Kitco, K-I-T-C-O dot com, and click on precious metals. Uh, I checked it a few minutes ago. Right now on the world market, uh, gold uh, is selling for $1,920 for an ounce. So the fact that you could take 1920 single dollar bills and somebody would give you one ounce of gold for it, it is backed by gold, just not at a fixed rate. All right, so enough on that. Uh, so let's talk now about the definition and attributes of money, and we'll finish off with this today and see if cryptocurrencies do meet these definitions and attributes. All right, so money basically has three basic, um, basically three attributes, and we'll talk about its characteristics. The first one I mentioned, it's a medium of exchange. You can use money to buy things, okay? The second is store of values. See, that's something uh, to think about. Uh, Basically, uh, can it preserve its value over time? And yes, um, uh, money can do that. Physical dollar bills do not deteriorate generally if you take care of and wear out. Cryptocurrencies don't either. But see, if you had a bag of oranges and you're not wanting to spend it right now, you want to hold it for three months, well, those oranges are going to deteriorate and go bad. They're going to lose value. So yeah, both they both uh, cryptocurrencies and, and, pay, and money, yeah, they, they, they hold a store of value, preserve value over time. Uh, the problem with cryptocurrencies, though, and this is one of its two deficits, it doesn't, it, it's volatile. See, a dollar bill, if you have $100 and you save it, and you're going to spend it a month from now, it's still going to be worth more or less $100 a month from now. But see, that's what inflation is eating away. But right now, we got inflation running at an annualized rate of 3.2%, and that's over a whole year's time. So if it, if it stayed there, yeah, your $100 would lose 3.2% of its value over the next year. Problem with cryptocurrencies, like we use Bitcoin, that's what it goes up and down like every day. And so that's one of the main problems still with cryptocurrencies is their volatility. But we'll talk about that more going forward. Okay, so um, again, attributes of money, medium of exchange, store value. But cryptocurrencies do hold their value. It's just somewhat more volatile. And the third is unit of account. What money is used for is to give uh, comparative value of one thing versus another. If I said to you a Gibson Les Paul guitar is worth, uh, it's worth uh, six 55-inch high-definition TVs. What, what the heck does that mean? A Gibson Les Paul guitar is worth, you know, six 55-inch high-definition TVs. It, it doesn't really say a lot. 
But if I simply said the guitar costs $3,000 and the TV costs $500, now it's suddenly a unit of account. It suddenly means something. So those are the three basic functions of money, medium of exchange, a store of value, preserves value if you want to save it, and unit of account, uh, common measure of value specifically. All right, then we have some characteristics of money. Uh, but anyway, cryptocurrencies do meet all three of these, although the store of value is the one that it has the issue with because of the volatility. All right, so let's finish off by talking about characteristics of money. What are they? It has to be durable. In other words, it doesn't deteriorate like as an agricultural product would. All right, so the cryptocurrencies do that. They don't like just wear out over time. All right, and, and generally money is the same way. It's durable, particularly if it's stored electronically. Okay, so it meets that criteria. A second criteria is that it has to be fungible, F-U-N-G-I-B-L-E. You might have heard that term um, with, with some of the... Uh, digital assets we've had out there. But what does fungible mean? Uh, what, what fungible means is it's interchangeable with other identical units without loss of value. In other words, you can change $1 for another. It still has value. One Bitcoin can be exchanged for another without losing value. So yeah, it, it does meet that criteria. Okay, so a third criteria of money, it has to be divisible. So can you take a $100 bill and convert it into 100 single dollars or 10 $10 bills? Yes. Cryptocurrencies, as we learn, will do that also. You don't have to buy an entire Bitcoin, uh, which is like $28,000 or something. You can buy portions of it. So, yep, cryptocurrencies meet that. Uh, Portable, can it be easily moved around? Yeah, uh, you can carry dollar bills in your pocket and then a cryptocurrencies being digital electronic, yeah, definitely portable. So yeah, it meets that criteria. Uh, verifiable, can it be verified it's not counterfeit? Uh, the counterfeit. Cryptocurrency is actually superior to most monies in this case. Uh, yeah, they're considered, actually, we'll talk about the specifics, how that works to verify they're not counterfeit. Uh, yeah, it's actually stronger than making sure you're not being passed a fake $100 bill. Okay, I got that. By the way, a little, tr the tr I don't say trick, what, what people have been known to do with, with, with money, um, they, they take a four $20 bills and they cut a different corner off each of the 20s. It's still usable with three of the corners, say 20, and then they paste the four corners onto a single dollar bill. And unfortunately, people don't always notice that when they're paying for items at a store. But anyway, but anyway, cryptocurrency, I, I just told you how to do it. So <laughs> whatever, don't do it. Anyway, another function or characteristic, sorry, money, it has to be scarce. In other words, just not being like issued on unlimited basis. Yeah, cryptocurrencies are limited. We'll talk about how that works uh, along with money. So they do meet that characteristic. Uh, so yeah, cryptocurrencies do meet most of the characteristics of money. But here, here's an issue that it still has. It, it's not, it, it can't be used for immediate transactions. So you go to a supermarket and you use your debit card, everything goes through, as I mentioned on the last session, within seconds you walk away. Cryptocurrencies take about 10 minutes to process and because of their volatility, it, it can go up and down in value. So a lot of retail stores would not want to take a cryptocurrency because they can't process it immediately and you walk away and they find out 10 minutes later it's down 1% from what 
it was when you paid for it. Uh, that's not a big deal if you're ordering like on Amazon.com or they won't ship it to you later. They'll verify the value of the cryptocurrency, but th that's that's a, that's another issue with cryptocurrency. So again, we'll talk about that uh, another day. But again, just to summarize things. Money is a medium of exchange, store of value, unit of account. As far as its characteristics, it has to be durable. Um, it has to be a fungible. You can exchange one for another. Uh, it has to be divisible, which the cryptocurrency made that portable, be able to move it around, verifiable. Uh, and scarce. So again, cryptocurrencies meet most of the functions, but still have a couple that are lacking. All right, so we're going to wrap things up for today. Hope everyone's doing well. Bill Thompson, and I will talk to you again soon. Take care. See ya.